What up, what up, what up? It's your boy Cuff, host of the Vision Lab podcast, alongside my co-host, Mr. Ryan Mosley. Visionaries, we are super excited that you guys joined us today. We have a, a phenomenal and amazing guest here in the lab. Remember, the Vision Lab podcast is the official growth mindset podcast for all visionaries worldwide. And you know we got to show a lot of love to the cigar community. Mo, what we got on the show today? Cuff, today's guest is a native of Buffalo, New York. Shout out to Upstate New York. Yes. Um, she is the founder, creator, and CEO of uh, this wonderful product that we have here sitting in front of us, Dr. Goodburns Tequila. Please welcome Miss Megan Nelson to the Vision Lab podcast. What up, what up, what up, and thank good you. morning. How are we doing today, lovely? Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank man, you listen, for having me on. Absolutely. Thank absolutely. you for making the trip. Shout out to Will Harris. Yeah, <laughs> big ups to Will. Shout out to Will at the Hustle Marketing Design Agency. Like we, absolutely. We, 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 we seem to, to rock with Will on multiple levels. 100%. He called me one day. He's like, I got somebody coming in town. I think she needs to be on you alls show. And we, we trust Will's opinion on things. I was like, let's make it happen. Yeah. Stand up, dude. Love the, what he's doing in, um, in the marketing space. Um, really good quality company. So if you're looking for... A marketing agency. Make sure you guys holler at Will. Um, so we are tremendous, uh, tremendously excited and humbled that 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 you're in the lab with us. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So we were chopping it up, you know, for about 45 minutes before before the show got started, which is something we normally don't get a chance to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot that that you know we were able to uncover in that short span of time, right? But you know, today's episode is really about uh, mindset. Um, you know, having a vision, manifestation, and obviously some good fucking tequila, right? So, um, Megan, first and foremost, Dr. Goodburns, how did that name even come about? All right, the name. Um, the name's a funny story. I think I should start with how maybe the idea came about. Sure. Okay, we can go there. Be- and then go to the name because yeah. the name won't sound as profound after... <laughs> Not that it's not that serious, but the I was infusing. I guess a lot of people have this story when they have a infused tequila brand, where they were playing around with it at home. Da da da. This was I was playing around with it at a bar that I worked at, and um, it became the most popular drink, our jalapeno margarita. But I was it was super super spicy. All right, okay. so to the point where it just burned your face off, and. <laughs> So the idea behind this was to have something where you could still taste the agave okay. behind it and not just have the jalapeno or the spice overpowering it. The name came from, this is tough, man. All right, so I had another name for it, all right? And it was bad. It was a bad name. Someone suggested it. Bless his soul. Colin <laughs> Phillips, I love oh, you, Oh, wow, man. she put him out there like that. <laughs> I love you. That's not and New it was Yorker. a good name. But yeah, straight up, he knows. 
it wasn't when you Google the name, like porn sites would come up and stuff. Oh no. Oh no. I'm like, I can't use this name. <laughs> so you get a lot of traffic. <laughs> Perhaps. Wrong traffic, but traffic. Yeah. Everybody drinks. Maybe they drink. It's, <laughs> it's true. It might have been great. It just wasn't cohesive with the quality of the brand, I guess, when it came down to it. So right. I was thinking, 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 could not come up with a name. So I'm trying to give it out to the universe and just let it come to me instead of trying so hard. Because I knew the more I tried, the less I would be able to come up with a name. Sure. So I was in a lift, a taxi. Let's not do that. And um, we were at a stoplight. We were in Grand Metro. We were in Union and Metropolitan. I'll never forget in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. And Pointer Sisters Fire what? was on the radio. Okay. Oh wow. Old school. And they're like fire. Doctor Goodburns popped into my head, and that was it. That was it. That's the story. I love it. And I just knew that was it, and I rolled with it. And I was embarrassed to tell like the my commercial management guy the name. He's like, I need to know the name when I first met him, and that's a whole story behind that too. But how I came to the beautiful path of all the people that came to how this came together and who I met and how this became possible is pretty crazy. But I was embarrassed to say it, you know, because I thought it was stupid. But Everyone loved it, and I'm like, okay, well, this was what it was meant to be, and yeah, yeah here we are. Well, uh, we, we're going to get more into the flavor profiles and everything else, but I, I wanted to come right out the gate and talk about Dr. Goodburns and, and you know where the name came from, but let's rewind, because we were having some conversation off air. Um, how did you even end up in this place where, you know, you, you're at a bar, you own the bar. And yeah, you don't have the normal got, path yeah, to tequila your path maker. Is you <laughs> crooked. And I think the people are visionaries, and that's what we call the people that rock with us. And by the way, if you like this content thus far, please go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as go ahead and hit that uh, like button. But you had this winding road to the path of Dr. Goodburn. So how did you end up in this place? All right. So I guess I'll just start from I don't think. Your degrees or whatever defined you, define you as a person. Um, I went to school for multiple different things. Um, do you want, I can briefly or just move past it, but I ended up with a master's degree in forensics, and then the bar that I was bartending at during when I was doing my thesis went for sale, and I was like, I have to buy this bar. It was the best decision I've ever made. It was the most profitable, profitable decision I've ever made as well, and... Um, what I did was just save. I saved and saved and saved. And I saved, which was what was able to allow me to buy the bar. Do you know what I mean? In the first place, always saving on that back end. And um, COVID hit and New York laws were insane. So we couldn't be open because we didn't sell food. So my bar closed, boom, March 16th, 2020, closed mm. for business. I don't know what to do. I can't pay the rent. I can't do anything. My landlord was kind. Thank you, Luca. And... But four months were closed, and that's when I just sat down. I went, my, my mom was battling cancer. She passed since then, and my dad also had cancer, so I wouldn't let them go outside. They were in Florida. I went to the house to stay with them and went outside and did all the things and kept them inside to protect them, and at least that was my idea in my head, whether it did or it didn't, you know, whatever. There's, you know, and um, so I just started researching, and at that time, 
Tequila Matchmaker, which is a great site that's out there now, which gives you a lot of information on tequila, distilleries, da-da-da, is out there now. Back then, they had just started, and there was no information. So I'm researching, trying to find distilleries in Mexico. And with this idea that I have, like, I'm going to make a jalapeno tequila. And um, October 2020, still in the midst of COVID, I take my friend with me who's fluent, Selena Perez, thank you very much, and we go to Guadalajara. And we start knocking on distillery doors, which was insane. Hella pe- dangerous, too. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and let me just say they were so much better at COVID and cleanliness and sanitation than we were in New York. I got to say respect to Mexico for that. But, like, yeah, people were just like, how did you find us? Like, how did you get here? Yeah. Like, what are you doing here? And we would so, talk. So there's no appointments, just random, we just middle of the day, knock, knock, knock. Hey, let's driving talk. Driving up stone streets with donkeys driving, walking by and, like, just, like, finding places. Oh, wow. And I did find the place that I'm working with now, which is Casa Seves. And um, and here we are. Yeah, but, like, it, that's, that's how it started, and that was what we did. So there's a lot, right, to... Uh to unpack with that but one of the things that stood out to me is the mentality right Um, almost like I'm not going to take no for an answer there's not a lot of uh, resources that are available or that you found right Um, you got a real life situation with your parents who are older and dealing with uh, you know cancer and certainly don't want them out at this time because no one knew especially you know March of you know, 2020, in the middle of COVID and everything, no one knew what that would look like, right? Um, so you got real life things to worry about. You got your bar that was closed on March 16th, but you had the gumption, the gall, the audacity, audacity right? You know, um, to to create what is a very, 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 very fine spirit, right? So you and your friend take a trip out to, to Mexico and then uh, two women, right? Don't know anybody out there. You're door knocking. Um, paint the picture for our visionaries as to why following your passion, following your dreams, and, and not letting anything stop you, why that is so important. I suppose it's – I remember when I was, like, seven, selling broken pieces of tile to, like, kids in the neighborhood for, like, a quarter – Stupid things like that just always, it's always been in my blood to be an entrepreneur. I just feel that. And I I believe that, whether anyone wants to believe that or not. And I'm not the type of person that does well with having, I, I can work well with others and stuff like that. But it's like, when I see something, I feel like this is my path. And if I don't go and try to reach that, then I'm not fulfilling my purpose on this planet is who I am and it's the craziest thing who wakes up one day and says I'm gonna make it to yeah who yeah. does that we're gonna get into that too for it, sure it's insane and I thought about it like yesterday I'm like I need to be more grateful for where I am right now and the fact that this has landed now and it's here and I'm just like it's still kind of like a dream and I always say I'll be happy when it when I can buy a bottle off the shelf do you know what I mean and but I need to focus more on being so grateful for the fact that I had an insane idea and it's sitting right now in front of us on the table. Like that's just it's beautiful. And it, it's just like literally my life savings right here. You know what I mean? And you, as an entrepreneur, you always go on faith 
and you don't know the outcome and you have to relinquish the outcome to the universe and mm. just hope that, you know, it's faith, it's intention and attention, attention and then intention. But, you know, just, you got to believe take, in what you're, what, correct. you have to believe in what is not physically in front of you, but what you know, you're going to put all your energy into. Like I'm on this current path in my, in my line of work. And you've got to be able to believe and see what others can. Like you said, like it's you catch a vision and it's like, okay, like I see it. And you get to a point where like I don't care if anybody else sees. Like I know what I see. Well, you're not, everybody's not supposed to see. Right, exactly. Vision, like, right? you know, and we've talked about that numerous times in, in the five years that we've been rocking and, uh, the show. And I'm, I'm sure along your journey, as you know, like I said, now, you know, you had this wonderful product to where. Like the people that are supposed to be on the ride with you, you will encounter them along the way, and it's cool to hear you talk about. It. Like you say, you've 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 put you've pushed all your chips to the table on this, and I, I think you're going to win. Uh, it's a great product, and it's yeah. it's cool to hear you to to hear you express it in that manner. Well, and, and let's let's stay right there for a second, if you will, P. There are people. There's tons of people out here that have like these wonderful, beautiful ideas, but they're just afraid or, or timid or. Uh, have some trepidation in terms of, you know, putting their foot or putting 10 toes down, right? And we talked about this on the show a whole bunch, but from your perspective, right? Like, talk talk about, like, hey, if you want it, go get it. Elaborate on that for me. All right, so when I was younger, I can really relate to this now, but when I was younger, people are like, if you see, I was a swimmer, and like, see yourself winning before, before you finish and all those things, and I used to be like, this is crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I didn't understand it because I wasn't there spiritually I guess but honestly it's the truth like any vision you have we are all meant to be great we are all meant to reach our fullest potential and when they say like how high does a tree grow as high as it can they never stop they never say no they don't have fear they never step back and say I'm not going to grow any further because I'm scared of this this or that or this is in the way or that's in the way they just grow and that's what we're meant to do it's and I don't know how to encourage people enough to be like, whatever you see, the craziest thing, don't go for the easy thing. Go for the craziest thing you can think of and shoot for that and set your mind on that. And then the universe will show you the way to get there. Like you'll find the path if that's the path you're meant to be on. And that's what I believe because it's just like, this is insane to say like, I'm going to make a tequila and now there's a tequila. Like it's crazy. That's a crazy thing. But I shot way over what I thought. And I, when I had the bar, it was like five years. I told myself five. It was six because of COVID, right? Because that year doesn't count. It was like just gone. Like even when we were open, we Everyone weren't even open. got a reset button. Right. You used to say it all the time. Mm-hmm. He, he said COVID was God calling a 20-second timeout on everybody. It ended up being a full timeout. And some, yeah, but some people quit and some people got scared and some people lived in fear and some people stepped back. But other people stepped forward and took that moment where they're saying there's lack and there's nothing and there's all these things and found a pathway to what's the word I'm looking for to manifestation correct and also to um, actualizing what it is affluence yeah like you're finding your way through where everyone else sees lack but it's not lack unless you think that there's lack and you see that so your mind right now in 2023 August of 2023 you can say that right because you, you have the finished product. It's here. It's, it's a living thing, I'm right? I scared the whole time. Are you crazy? 100%. But my question to you, Megan, is is did you have that same type of mindset in March or, or October of 2020? I was stronger in that mindset then. 
Oh, t- talk about that. H- how were you stronger back then than now? I just, there's always that, that impending, like, imposter syndrome where you're just like, mm. you know, you're preaching these positive things to other people and the things that you've accomplished and what you've done. And, yeah, it's hard work. And there's always failure. There were so many failures. This took a year and a half longer than it should have. Like, everything goes wrong. And, like, you read stories of successful entrepreneurs up to the highest people like Steve Jobs and how many failures they've had before they reached their ultimate goal. And, like, nothing was easy. So in 2020 when it was just an idea and I'm just like, this is what I'm going to do, and I connected and found the distillery, that was, like, a magical thing for me. And when I got on that plane, it felt right when I'm looking out the windows and I'm seeing, like, the beautiful mountains in Mexico. I'm just like, this is where I'm supposed to be, right? And then from when all this waiting and all these failures, then you start to try to combat fear. And like, is this going to work? What's going to happen? Like, is it going to, am I going to run out of money? Is this even going to sell? Like, what's going to happen? So yeah, like there, those things build up. I feel like I'm in a more um, confident place again now. But in between 2020, 2023 was like a lot of, let's say 2021 and 2022 were like really scary years. Like, mentally for me to stay strong in this and to continue doing it and not quit because I think that's the biggest thing is not quitting when you know that your vision you can't quit and I'm not a quitter so I wasn't gonna quit no matter what it took from me it's the as an entrepreneur I can identify with a lot of things you're talking about it's the unknown it's the part that you can't control like all all that we can control is the amount of work that we put in on a daily basis towards the goal but then it gets to a certain point where, like, okay, I've done what it is that I'm supposed to do. But then, like you said, you got to trust the universe or you got to put your plan in the hands of a distiller. You've got to put your hands in the plans of the bottle maker or, you know, the marketing department, if you will. So that's the part where it's scary because it's like it's not even a control. It's not being a control. Feature, it's just like, okay, this is out of my hands. Like I've taken this ball of clay and I've molded it and I think I've got it to where I want to. But now i got to give it to somebody to actually – you know, put it in the fire to like really harden it up or whatnot. So I identify what you're talking about because I, I do it on a daily basis. Like, okay, I've done what I'm supposed to do, but now my hard work is in the hands of somebody else and you've got to trust the universe in order for it to come through. And then she's right. Like there's an element of like, just don't quit. There are days you're like, man, I took 10 steps forward today. Like, man, I got this, I got this done three days ahead of schedule. And other days you're like, man, this should have been done two weeks ago. And you look at yourself like, okay, was there anything that I could have done that would have got this knocked out? And some days you're like, okay, well, I could have called that one other person. But other days you're like, well, it's just the situation I'm in right now. You just got to ride it out. You don't, you don't have a choice because once you're in it, you're in it. Like, it's almost like once you start, you have no choice but to finish. Yeah. You got no choice. You, you, at some point you cross that, that point of no return. Oh, yeah. Right? So what was that point for you? It was <laughs> – this is great – um all right so let's go back to getting the formula approved and they were telling me i couldn't call it tequila oh no okay so I was having, so you made it tequila but you couldn't call it tequila. couldn't call it tequila i had to say made with tequila huh. it's like what the fuck are you talking about what oh, are you talking no. about this is now the u.s government um saying this stuff so the the whole thing that took so long the year Plus, was getting the label approved. We changed it, I want to say, 14 times. 
I have the original one. It was great. All this was like blacked out. It was like a secret ingredient, like some apothecary secret thing. <laughs> and we don't have that anymore, but it's still great. The story on there is great. But um, so there was that. And then so then we they were like, OK, so we resubmit. And they it goes on the desk and it never makes it to the lab for weeks. Mm. And then it makes it to the lab. The, the agent that's supposed to be doing the testing is on vacation for a month. Oh, no. No no lie. It just keeps getting worse. And then, so they finally, like six months later, we finally get a label where they're like, okay. And um, they're like, you still can't call it tequila. So then this went to the Mexican government, and they're like, are you fucking crazy? It's tequila. It's made with blue Weber agave. It's tequila. So if, then. If anybody would know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so in a sense, like in layman's terms, Mexico fought the U.S., Mexico won, thank God. And we have a tequila, which it is a tequila. And then, all right, everything's good, right? I go to Mexico uh, in February for the bottling. I'm filming the bottling. It's all good. We're ready to go. It's coming. And then they're like, oh, oh, no. This little UPC code here on the label was from another brand. They're like, we can't print your, we have to reprint all the labels. It's going to take two months. I literally started crying on that Zoom. Yeah. Like a bitch. It was, <laughs> it was so embarrassing, but I couldn't hold it back. I'm like, why? Like, it was like the whole world was trying to break me, man. It's like one thing after the next, after the next. And there's more. I'm just summing it up really quickly for you. But like, I was like, okay, so how do we do this? How do we fix this? So to be honest, these labels are not made with the, paper that's going to be standing up like let's say you put it in a bucket of ice the label's gonna come off you know what i'm saying like to be completely honest let's be just like tell wow. the truth right yeah, here yeah, yeah. but i was like this can be done i'm from new york man you gotta you like there's a way to do this and we're gonna figure out how to do this because like i'll get them done myself if i have to forget this and i'm like i can get them done in two weeks what do you got they're like okay we can get them done in two weeks but they're gonna be lesser quality so i'm like you know what we need these bottles out we need them out i can't keep i'm paying people for nothing for almost two years Waiting and waiting and waiting, you know what I mean? And it's depleting my funds for, like, marketing and certain things like that. And it's just like, we need to do this now. Or I'm just going to go broke paying for nothing before the, the, the liquid's here. And it's just, so here we are. But, like, that was just, like, that was, I broke when I got that news. Who, who was the person that had to explain to you, like, hey, everything's good except the for distillery, the UP. Like, <laughs> and they're my, like, like, we're, like, friends now. So... <laughs> They take me out with like, I know their families and stuff. And for them to tell me that, it was just like, it was hard. You could tell it was hard for them to tell me. And they're great people and I love them. And they, they're just, they're amazing people. It was just like, whoops. <laughs> and I'm like, but there's been so many of those along the road. It's just like, I, I can't be surprised anymore. Oh man. It's just like, what's next? And then how am I going to deal with it? Because I choose how I deal with it. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you can't control what comes at you. You control how you deal with it. That's right. So I broke, but then I'm like, okay, I'm all right. We're going to figure this out because this is just everything testing me and testing my strength. And if I'm actually meant to be doing this in a way is the way I feel about that. You remember years ago, the gentleman that we met oh, man. that said, if it's something that you really want, right, the universe is going to test you, right? And it's going to stretch and pull he you was right. as, as deep and far and wide as it can to see if you're really worth the resolve. And then if you do, he said that it will propel you to further and greater heights than you ever would, would have dreamed you, of. You remember we were looking at him, and he was like, okay, I like y'all's idea. He's yeah. like, you're going to get stretched, you're going to get pulled, yeah. you're going to get kicked. And we're like, who's, like, who, we, 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 we've known you for 15 dude, yeah, minutes, for dude. Sure. Like, 
but it, it it really reminds me of that that whole mm-hmm. conversation. So that tells me that this, and obviously it tastes phenomenal. Um, and we'll, I want to get into the ingredients and things like that. But um, it's going to do amazing in the marketplace. Um, I do have a quick question though, mm-hmm. specifically like they said it wasn't a tequila. Is that based off of ingredients? Like it's not because of the label. It was just so during COVID there was. During our pause of all these things with the label, they, the TTB, which is the U.S. government that regulates liquor, because we're still like weirdly in prohibition with laws and stuff, but um, they were like, it. none of it made any sense. And even the people I was dealing with, like they're like, this doesn't make sense. And just resubmit and just change this, change that. And basically it came down to, and I wish I knew this in the beginning, if we could have just put the CRT, which is the Mexican side, again, like, to comment on it, we would have avoided, like, six months of that baloney. So, like, I don't know, man. That's beyond me. That is something that is an idiosyncrasy in the system, and they have a different person. So, like, every time you resubmit, you get a different agent Mm. that's looking over your stuff, so you never know who you're getting and what they're going to say and how they're going to accept it. But... To everyone involved, no one understood it. And when Mexico got that information, they were like, no, no, no. (laughs) And they talked with the U.S. side and were like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? So that's the information that I don't know the specifics on, to be honest. And it's just beyond me. And it made no sense. But I also, to that respect, I have to say that there is a reason for everything. And I really do believe that I needed that time to grow and learn and we be where I'm at now with it. Like maybe I was a little too wet behind the ears before and maybe all of these setbacks needed to happen for me to understand what I have, what I'm dealing with and where I'm going. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's better equipped you to handle what's coming next. I feel that. A hundred percent. I agree with that. So what what are the ingredients? Because I know our visionaries are curious. Okay, Doctor Goodburns, it sounds cool, it looks great. They're, they're drinking it on the show, whatever. What's what's in the the tequila? It's literally one hundred percent blue ever agave, and a tequila infusion. That's it. A, te- a tequila infusion with jalapeno. Yeah, I, yeah, that's. I'm sorry, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in left field. Yes, a jalapeno flavoring infusion yeah so i think we can we kind of agree right and i'll let you give your take but it's a light crisp um flavoring that's very very soft um it's, it's not a and you know you're the tequila guy but uh it's you can not drink it with it, ease yeah it's not it's not a um uh, in your face right here right now it's you know look, look we can sip on this watch the the cowboys beat the bills that's messed up, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, come back in town when they play each yeah, other this for year. Sure. I will, but but I'll, it's it's really I'll good. Come back when we win the Super Bowl too. Mm. But you ain't coming back then, are you? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, what's your take on the on the flavor profile? Yeah, so when she brought it in, like she said, hey, she said, you know, let's have a shot of it first. Let me know what you think versus you know putting it on ice, and so just shooting it or sipping it, if you will. Like it's like you said, it's a good word. It's it's light, but it's crisp. Like you like it tastes like tequila. You know, you, you know, we see all all kind of flavored drinks on the marketplace, and like 
you know, as soon as you open it up, you're like, oh, man, like you, you smell the sugar in it or whatnot. Like, it still very much tastes like tequila, but there's, like, the hint of the jalapeno. Like, there's just enough in there. It's like you know it's there, so you know it's just not your regular everyday tequila. But it's definitely different from anything else that's on the marketplace. But all the while, it's still tequila. Yeah. Like, it's not – this is not some bastardized version of something that, you know, somebody's had a cool idea. Like, no, no, no this is real tequila. And it's but it's just got a sweet little it's got a sweet little twist to the very, very end of it. It's it's easy to drink no matter how you want to put it. Now, it's eighty proof. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, were there ever thoughts of going higher than that on your proof? Actually that came up when they were creating the thing with flavored sometimes is they go down lower. You know what I mean? Um so keeping it eighty was crucial to what we were trying to do and making a high quality agave, <clears throat> agave heavy brand. So, like, to what you were saying, Mo, is um, the idea behind this, what would make us different, was having a jalapeno tequila where you could still taste the agave, where it's still the essence of the tequila, which is the agave, the mother plant from the earth, and not being covered by the jalapeno. Right. So, it's a very mellow spice and yep. it lingers with you but it doesn't overpower and it's still tequila whereas um other flavored brands might demand to be mixed and so we were trying to make something that you could sip and enjoy it that way let me ask you this so a lot of us uh, you know visionaries people that are entrepreneurs you have this original vision right mo loves to ask this question how much of this is on par with your original vision of how you wanted the flavor profile to, to actually taste? Good question. Um, so I wanted it mad spicy, okay? Like, I wanted it crazy spicy. <laughs> That's that New Yorker, son. The thing that I was making at the bar was, like, crazy spicy, but that's the difference is, like, all you would taste was the spice. And it's delicious, and people love it, but you mix it into a margarita, it's delicious, but you're not sitting there sipping it. Do you know what I mean? So, and also I was infusing with the crappiest tequila that we had you know for profitability reasons and and it was fine it was good but like this was not what i expected and then when i made um the distillery actually used my recipe for the infusion and they were like it's too spicy and we're in mexico i'm like but you guys love spicy i'm like i like more spicy than they do it's weird like then at least my maestro the guy that made the tequila he's like this is not going to be good for like the majority of people, right? And I know we're not for everyone, and we were speaking about this before. Um, and that was the intent, too. I'm not trying to make another tequila in a market that's saturated with celebrities making really good tequilas, you know what I mean? And they're doing very well. Like, I'm, how am I going to compete with that? Because I don't have the money for marketing and all of those things. But this was um, not what I expected. And... It grew on me the more I was trying the different recipes, and the spicier one was nowhere near as good as this. And what I do appreciate about this the most is, again, being able to taste and savor the agave and the essence of what tequila is rather than just burning your face off. You know? Yeah, it's definitely, you know, you can sip it. I think the, the, the cool part about it is, as I'm more and more into it, like this is tequila to where like you can go to the liquor store and be like, hey, we're we're buying a bottle for the party or you know wh- however you're gonna enjoy it, and like you said, like some there there's gonna be somebody in the group says, man, just pour it on the rocks. And somebody said, like, I just want to shoot it. Like this is the bottle that can stay in the party the the entire time until it's empty. 
versus like somebody breaks out, you know, something else, something else. And it's like, oh, I don't want any part of that. Like, no matter what somebody's palate is, what their appetite is, like you can drink this at all at, at all times. Yeah, for sure. Unless you hate spicy, but like other than that, but I agree very with you one hundred percent. Like one hundred percent. Like y'all say, or it's said to be spicy, but it's very subtle. Yeah. So to me, it's not like a. It's ease in your face. Like oh, this is burning. You know, this is. It's super light and on the back end more, where you kind of taste that hint of spice from the jalapeno. Yeah, like I drink Scotch bonnet hot sauce. That's like <laughs> wow. Jerk chicken, like real Jamaican stuff. That's like, Scotch bonnet is probably my favorite pepper. And then habanero and jalapeno is just like a staple. Like that's an easy pepper for me, right? And Do you I grow like peppers at your house? I don't because I live in Brooklyn. And uh. <laughs> <laughs> you strike me as somebody who would grow their own peppers if they could. So, yes, I have people that give me peppers and we make um, like the Puerto Rican hot sauce where you put the peppers in corn oil and water and just let them flow. Let them ferment, whatever. Yeah. What's it made? Some old school stuff, huh? Like hooch or something? No, no, no. No. So you take, you get the pepper, you put it in corn oil, let it ferment, and just let the let water. You just let the peppers do the work, and it's it's a it's a whole other thing. I won't slow down slow down the show, but I know you're talking. It's an infusion, just like anything, like the same way, except what my initial infusion. At the bar, was cutting them open, so you get the seeds. Mm-hmm. So when you get the seeds, you get the fire. When you don't open the pepper, you just get the flavor of the pepper. Yeah, yeah. And flavor it's a in the oil, yeah. yeah. Well, that's dope. That's dope. So let me switch gears, right? Because yeah. there's, there's another side to this. So you've got a, a philanthropic arm, if you will, that is that is behind Dr. Goodburns. I almost forgot. Uh, well, no, nah, I'm going to let you forget. Thank can, you. Can you talk to us about the, the plan as – as Dr. Goodburns is introduced to the, to, the, to the market. Yeah, I think the most important thing about this was coming into a project with the intent of giving back and helping people for the greater good. It had to be something beyond myself. Like, this is not for me to be, like, incredibly wealthy and just, like, buy Lamborghinis. Although I might, but, you know, it's... Just kidding. The... <laughs> If I do, I'll pick you up. But the you can only get one of us. In the yeah. Car. Okay. <laughs> anyway, keep losing weight. We can both fit in. Yeah. There. We could fit three of you if you there keep you going. Go. Um, no, I mean it. It had to be with a purpose. So actually, in the design and when I was thinking of the whole project, it was this is what I want to do. But how can I do this so it benefits humanity and other people? Mm. That was the vision from the beginning and. So a place that has held my heart for 14 years now, from the first time my feet touched the ground, is Vieques, Puerto Rico. Um, And I go there every year, and now I'm going four times a year because I'm doing work there. But So $1.50 from every bottle is going directly to the Dr. Goodburns Foundation, which is to get life-saving medical supplies to Vieques. They have not had a hospital since 2017, Hurricane Maria uh, destroyed their hospital, which was um, a diagnostic and treatment center, CDT, they called it. So it was never really a hospital for that matter, but they had a place for... There's nowhere for now women to give birth. They have to leave the island Mm. to give birth. And there's no pediatric care. There's no any of these things. And there's a huge rate of cancer there. It's 27% higher 
But on the main island, there's only 9,000 residents in Vieques. Because the U.S. Navy was bombing the island, testing munitions, Agent Orange. And there's still, it still isn't cleaned up. They're still cleaning it up. Um, there's signs saying don't step in certain places. And, like, if you see a munition, walk away and make a phone call. But, like, they bombed the island for 60 years. So in May this year, May 22nd, I believe, might have been the 23rd, don't quote me, but they celebrated 20 years of no bombing. And it's only been 20 years. They stopped in 2003. Like, if you can imagine. Crazy. So there's an insane rate of cancer. There's an insane rate of heart disease. There's an insane rate of um, asthma in children. Because their entire ecosystem is polluted. It is. And so we were able to, um, the foundation started October last year. We did a, a raise. I, I started to go fund me. Um, and we have a site as well, the website, to raise money for the end of the year push because that's when people tend to give more and also that's when we just started and we were able to raise enough to get a mobile um a mobile grid unit which is what the health center that they have right now asked for which allows them to do chest x-rays which they weren't able to do so for all those things the heart disease and the cancer which is mostly chest area and asthma and kids they can early detect and hopefully save lives and so we're on the path and our next mission is an MRI and so uh, like I said a dollar fifty from every bottle the first run is fifteen thousand dollars is going straight to the uh, foundation and then we're going to do another run before the end of the year so hopefully we'll be able to get them in uh, MRI unit and whatever they need and then delivery room is my next thing and it goes beyond what you can think though they need people trained they need workers they're, they're, there's a lack the infrastructure right the infrastructure is messed up and Getting people paid so that they will actually work is another thing. We're working with the OMME, which is their version of the EMS. Um, we're working with them, too, and also the mayor. Um, we're working with Junito. We have his phone number, which is cool. So, like, I mean, it's a lot of things. And the story that we're using is Jadalise, who was a 13-year-old girl. Um, this was a few years back, and she came to the little health center that they have now with like fever signs and they sent her home and they were like you know they gave her something sent her home as per what's online I don't want to get political with this because you know it's between the family and the health workers it's kind of a controversy but then she came back and she was like seizing and she ended up dying but like they didn't even have you know the, the family was using a hand pump respirator. Oh, wow. The family. Like, they didn't even have people to work on her. They couldn't. They, they sh What they do is they fly you off the island in worst case scenario. And to Fajardo is the closest hospital on the main island, which the main island is what we call Puerto Rico. Most people don't know Vieques or Culebra even exist. Okay. They're two tiny islands off the main island of Puerto Rico. And, um, she didn't make it. And then in April last year, I was there. The day after I left, my friend was, his dad had heart pains. And he had a minor heart attack. People survive those every day. My dad survived three of them. Like, and are those crickets because I'm boring? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> just no, kidding. this is good. But he died the day after I left. Again, they flew him to the main island and he didn't make it. Like, there's such a need for. The basics. The base, the basics exactly and we're starting there and then you know the ultimate goal is to help build a new hospital fema is 
They FEMA. destroyed the old one. Yeah, we'll just say that. <laughs> FEMA's FEMA. They destroyed the old hospital, so it's rubble now, but it was there. And I almost feel like they could have used the, some of the structure, but they're like, it's destroyed. Okay, so their government knocked it down to say, we're going to do something. And it's been like that for now a year. And in September this year, it'll be seven years with no hospital on wow. the island. So that's what we're here to do. I mean, this it's bigger than the tequila, 100%. And this is... Um, Anybody that wants to volunteer or anybody in the health field that is interested in helping in any way, we are open to that. Or donating supplies if there's a hospital closing, anything like that. Like, we're open to trying to get things there. Actually, the mobile grid is still on the main island. I went there two weeks ago to receive it and document it for the donors. Mm -hmm. And it's stuck in Guaynabo. And it's still there. So it's been in transit for a month and a half. So they have a piece of equipment that literally is going to help save people's lives. And for whatever reason, it's just stuck. It's really hard to get things to Vieques. And it costs a lot of money to ship things there. You know what I mean? It's like, but it's stuck. And it's still not there. And I'm still waiting for the notification so that somebody can document it for me. Because I had to leave. Like, I extended my trip. I tried. And I was, like, praying on it and hoping that it would be there while I was there. And... But um, this, I'm learning now the system so we can be better prepared next time with the next piece of equipment that we are able to donate. So, yeah. Thank you for asking. Yeah, and I, and I think that um, it's important, right? Go ahead and, and, and drop the, the website again for anybody that wants to help, that anyone that's heard this message and, and their call to action. It's the drgoodburnsfoundation.org. And if I thought about it sooner, I would have made it way easier and shorter. <laughs> but once again, it makes it's, sense, so. it's spelled the way it's D.R. Goodburns. So it's the D.R. Goodburns Foundation dot org. Sorry that it's so complicated, but it's the same as the name on the bottle. Just add foundation dot org. Yeah. You know? And I guess since we're here, Mo, um, why don't you drop all of your social media handles for anybody that wants to, uh, you know, link up with you on Dr. Goodburns. How, how can they find you? How can they learn more about Dr. Goodburns? Uh, go ahead and drop your social media for us. All right, cool. Um, so mostly Instagram at this moment. We need to get on TikTok. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ramp that. But for now, Dr. Goodburns on Instagram and the Dr. Goodburns Foundation on Instagram also. Like, we would definitely appreciate your support. Um, they're kind of connected, but we need more support. I, like, I'm more concerned, honestly, on the foundation. So if anyone's interested, start there with the foundation, please. And um, also the website will has a very long-winded story of the history of Vieques and what's been going on. So I gave you a brief synopsis, but like you can read more into it. And you can also Google Jadalis and... It's J-A-I, and Justicia Perajai, hashtag. There's a lot of things going on with her and hear her story um, because we're still fighting. The, the whole thing behind her story and her mom, who now I meet with and every time I go, is awareness. Mm-hmm. It's bringing awareness to the fact that they need a hospital and not letting her daughter die in vain so that her story can be used to motivate people to understand the seriousness of the issues that are there. You know, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's heavy. Yeah, yeah it's heavy. I, I we we just want to applaud you in in the efforts of Dr. Goodburns um, to to draw awareness on something that uh, 
should be like a basic necessity or, or basic yeah. need that, that's met. And so True. certainly applaud you for your efforts. I think this is amazing. Um, we'll get behind you and we'll support, um, you know, definitely for sure. So um, I think, Mo, it's it's about that it time. Is. It is. Um, so we reached part of the show. We land the plane, if you will. Okay. Uh, we asked some of these questions to everyone on the show. Uh, the one I love to ask is, and I'm, I'm, I can't wait to hear your answer based off, you know, we've known each other for a little bit now. Um, you get a round table and there are five other seats at the table. Who are the other five people you want at your table that are alive? Dead or alive? That are alive. You get one seat and there's five others. Napoleon Hill. Ooh. Deepak Chopra. Have we had Deepak? I don't think so. Oprah. That's three. One of my goals is I'm gonna meet. Oprah. I'm gonna be an Oprah. Just keep that in the back of your head. Um, what show? She doesn't have a show. No, anymore. it's just it's just talking. I'll meet her. That's oh, my okay. thing. Like, okay. And you Respect. can't chew gum. She hates it when you chew gum and you're okay. talking to her. Just so you know. Tic Tac. Tic Tac is good. Yeah. All right. So Oprah, Deepak, Napoleon Hill. Um. I have to go with Darren Hardy. Mm. Oh, good. Uh, the compound effect. I'm impressed that you know. That's Come how. On. That's how I met Will. Oh, yeah. Do you know that's how I met Will? Through Darren Hardy. That's or how I book? met. That's how I met Adam, and that's how I met Will. Not you, Adam, but I met you too. So. Shout out to Adam. Shout, shout out to, to, shout out to both Adams. Adams and Will. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Darren Hardy's been my motivation. I feel like I owe him for every step of my life and giving me courage to be the entrepreneur the book, that I am. Uh, yeah. Listen, if you haven't already, I've talked about it on the Shout show. The compound, the compound Effect, phenomenal, phenomenal book. It breaks it down to very, very simplistic, easy to read um, terms and books uh, or book. Martin Luther King amazing. Jr. is my other person. Good one, good one, good one. Um, so what is the long-term vision? And you, I'm going to let you answer this either for Dr. Goodburns or for Megan. Like, what's the long-term vision for you? Building a hospital. Yeah. Helping people. That's it. I love that. Absolutely love that. So um, this is the final question of the of the podcast. And before we, we land the plane, I just want to say how grateful we are. And just, you know, your energy, um, the cause, the tequila, everything is just rock solid. Um, we, we are very grateful that you jumped into the lab with us. Yes. And Shout out to you again, Will Harris yeah. at, at the Hustle Marketing Design Thanks, Agency. Will. Thank you, sir. Um, final question of the show. In case you didn't know, we do have a magical time machine here in the lab. Okay. What advice would Megan be giving herself from five years ago? So the person that you are today, you're looking back from five years ago. What are you telling that version of Megan? Fear isn't real. Mm. There it is. There it is. I got you. I love that. So that's that's kind of the, the softball question. Now we're going to make it a little bit harder. Right, go with okay? it. Okay. So um, you're five years older. What is the older version of Megan? What advice is she giving you today in August of 2023? I mean, we could all say we wish we started sooner, but I believe that my path was laid out exactly as it should be. So everything that happened happened for a reason and as it should have. And I'm grateful for being open to accept that. 
I don't think I could give advice because I don't feel like it could have went any other way. No, but what is what advice is she telling you today? What is she telling me now? Yeah. yeah. Look ahead five years. What is that what is that version of me? And what is she looking back and saying, Hey, what is she telling you? Keep pushing and push harder. Love it. Because every day is a gift and that's it. So treat every day like it's your last. I love it. That's solid ending right there. Visionaries, um, we are honored and privileged to have Megan and talk about Dr. Goodburns here in the lab. Um, I think the last piece of advice you gave was so crucial. Keep going. Um, dreams do come into reality. Uh, it's really up to you to continue to push them, right? Um, remember, each one of our guests that are jumping into the lab are dropping nuggets of wisdom here on the Trail of Life. Ultimately, my friends, it's up to you to pick them up. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ryan Mosley. He is Ryan Cuffey. Thank you again to our guest, the wonderful Megan Nelson of Dr. Goodburns Tequila. Um, again, everything on Instagram is at Dr. Goodburns. It's, it's not hard to find people. Um, we look forward to supporting the product as it yep. hits the shelves here in the state of Texas. And uh, we look forward to the future for sure. Um, we will see you guys next time on another great episode of the Vision Lab Podcast. Thank you, Mo Cuff. So glad to be here. Blessings. <laughs>